Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host, for Nick's Nerd. It is I, your host, Nick, of Nick's Nerd News. We're, we're halfway through August, or just under halfway through August, I should say. And it's hot as shit, so if you hear a fan, I'm sorry, but I'm melting currently. So, uh, that's, uh, that's gonna be a background noise t- today. <laughs> um, no, 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 no. But hey, welcome to Nixner News. It is August 11th. It is a Wednesday. It's also the 30th anniversary of when some of the first Nicktoons premiered. Doug, Rugrats, Ren and Stimpy, some of the greatest shows ever of my childhood, at least. Anyway, hey, welcome to the show. Um, happy you guys can be here. You know, welcome in, welcome back. If you're new, drop a like, drop a subscribe, drop a comment. Never listen to me again. Hey, it's up up to you, man. I, it's totally, totally up to you. I don't I don't make the rules. I do not make the rules. If if you've been coming for a long time, I I hope you're subscribed. That's that's what I'm gonna say to that. But no, it's been it's been a good 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 uh, good few weeks, huh? You know, I've been shoutcasting for uh, my friends over at the 101 Esports League, and uh, we're gonna have another. Smash Ultimate Tournament this Friday, another Smash Melee Tournament on Saturday. Um, I've been doing that. They're they're a really great group. You can follow them on social media at the 101 League. They're on Twitch.tv. That's where we'll be streaming on Friday and Saturday. Uh, you can catch up on Discord. You can catch them on Instagram, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, also this Saturday, I just want to give a quick shout out. Um, while we are going to be hosting our second Melee Tournament uh, at Panels... Um, which is a, a, a comic book coffee bar. Um, they are going to be hosting their uh, third Nevada Street Nerd Market. So normally they do this on the third Saturday of every month. Uh, they are doing it this Saturday, though, uh, because it is free comic book day. Um, it is uh, Saturday, August 14th. It will be for most of the day. I think it starts at noon. It's a free event. There's 20 vendors. Uh, the Nevada Street Nerd Market at Panels Comic Book Coffee Bar um, in partnership with Cynthia's Artistic Expressions. Um, That is 713 Mission Ave in Oceanside, California, right next to uh, Mission Ave Bar and Grill. Uh, If you guys are in North County in the San Diego area, you might want to check that out. I will be there shoutcasting Melee. Um, While you're there, pick up a free comic book, support a local business. Uh, That is Panels Comic Book coffee bar Uh, they also sell comics as well so it's a coffee shop and a comic book shop so definitely check them out and uh, check out the 101 league while we're playing melee on crts on game cubes all fun all very fun but with that out of the way let's get into why you guys are all here that's to listen to me rant on about some topic that really doesn't matter uh, but it matters to me, it matters to you. Obviously, if you're here listening, we will be reviewing the Suicide Squad, so stick around for that. Uh, but, without further ado, let's just get right into what you're all here for. 
and uh, we're going to start with video games, as we always do. And uh, before we go anywhere, really, I do want to talk about Flight Simulator. Uh, it was recently added to Game Pass on Xbox. I... I that game's hard as shit, for one. And it's easy to just get lost in, in, in flying, right? I've already, like, scoured all of San Diego. I have scoured... You know, parts of places I've been in the past. It is a gorgeous game that I don't understand how... And, and people have been posting about this. I don't understand how they do this. But the Wizards at... Uh, 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 what? Who makes that? Team Sobo? Like, I, I don't know what the hell they're doing. But it looks like you're really flying above, like, these cities and shit. I, it, it uses Bing Maps, so it's a little out of date. But... When, when you are, like, flying, you're like, wait a minute, whoa, this is a game. I'm not looking at, like, like Google Maps, Google Earth can't even do do what they're doing in, in this game. And it is, uh, like I said, it's hard. It is hard, and I can understand why professionals use it to learn how to fly. And I, I can see why you'd want a flight pad. To, to, to use it with because controller's hard I'm sure keyboard's even harder it is my only complaint is that it, it uses like a PC interface on the Xbox which is a little frustrating um, and it's still kind of geared like using your, your keys to to, um, to play it but other than that it's fun I, I almost I literally flew from, like, San Diego to L.A. just to see, like, everything and fly over theme parks and stuff. And I was going to start doing a f fly from, from L.A. To, to Phoenix in just a 747. And uh, there, there's no music. So it was just kind of like listening to the drone of a plane engine. So I, I got a little bored. So I was like, I'll do this another time. Um, and some planes, like if you turn too much, you're, you're hitting the fucking ground. You are hitting the ground, but it is a gorgeous, gorgeous game. I cannot believe what it looks like. I was shown to a friend. I was like, check this out. He's like, oh, what, what on PC? I was like, no, 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 That's on Xbox. And, and he was like, whoa. So if you have a 4k TV if you have Game Pass, if you have a Series X or S, hell, if you have a PC with a nice rig, definitely check out Flight Simulator. Uh, it is hefty at like 80, 90 gigs, but but it is 1,000% completely worth it to check out. I, I urge you guys to definitely check it out. It is, it is more fun then I think you guys will realize, but it's also hard as shit. So don't go in thinking it's just like some like basic ass sim because it's it's not right. It is it is not a basic sim. This is like a full fledged hardcore sim that is that is totally worth checking out, even for just a little bit. Uh, moving on. Well, we we still don't know if uh, PSVR two. It is really happening, or or when it's happening, to be honest. Um, we have gotten some confirmation that if and when it does come out, which is more, more than likely when, uh, Sony is looking to have console-quality AAA games 
as PSVR exclusives, or at least on the PSVR 2. Now, what this means in practicality, I, I don't know, because, again, VR games, we're, we're not fully there yet, right? If, if, um, if you have an Oculus or things like that. We, we haven't yet hit the, the technology to really get them as console quality, right? Because, obviously, they're not working on the same level of, of processing power. Um, even if you hook them up to a PC, um, some people obviously have like dizziness issues with with them. Um, but just I, I think the the quality needed to run them is, or the the power needed to run them is a lot higher than what we can really uh, do without issue right now. Um, so that that's that's the only thing with that, but. It's, it's definitely something to consider, and I, I wonder what kind of finagling they'd get by hooking it up to a PS5, but we'll see how that, that turns out. Um, um, moving forward, so Sh South Park is in the news. Well, South Park Studios, so Matt Parker, Trey Stone. Uh, we'll be talking about them in just a bit as well, actually. Um, they recently signed a new deal with, with CBS viacom and out of that new deal it, it has we have learned that they are making a new south park game but they, they are making it yes you heard me correctly they are making it in-house at south park studios it is not being made by ubisoft or, or anyone else it is being made in-house by the team at south park studios and i wonder it, it's obviously going to be 3d it's not it's not going to be paper which i don't think they've used paper in like 20 years but it will be a new South Park game from from them, uh, coming directly from them, and no no outside third party making it. So if you liked the stick of truth, if you liked the fractured butthole, uh, you're probably in for a delight here. Also, uh, so the Embracer Group, you might have uh, heard of them. We've talked about them before. They used to be known as THQ Nordic. They've been essentially gobbling up video game studios over the last year and a half or so. Well, they've purchased eight more, uh, and they've said that they have no intentions to stop. It looks like they are literally trying to take on Activision, EA, um, Square Enix, all the big ones, because they they want to be able to like have pretty much almost every IP they can possibly own without becoming a monopoly. You know, they, they purchased Gearbox last year, which was which was big. Uh, well, it's it's uh, two of the studios they've purchased, which are uh, somewhat familiar. Uh, one of them is 3D Wet Realms. They're known for making some of the Duke Nukem games. Uh, and the other is Ghost Ship Games, uh, most recently known for ma making Deep Rock Galactic, um, a very popular game um, that has like really good Twitch integration and things like that. But the Embracer Group buys up eight more studios with no intentions of ever stopping. That's wild to think about. Straight wild. And um, that's crazy. Anyway, moving moving on, moving on. How about this? The Nintendo Switch has now surpassed both the PS3 and 360 to become the seventh best video game console ever sold. It's done it in, in four years. And it has surpassed... 89.04 million units sold. 
That doesn't make any sense. How do you sell... Oh, wait. Never mind. Obviously, I'm a moron. Uh, that is 89 million... 4,000? I think. Yeah, 89 million, 4,000. I'm a moron, and I can't do math, because obviously I care more about who did what in what year and how that affected history as a whole and not what x squared plus b squared equals c squared the pythagorean theorem anyway <laughs> I, I when i was writing my notes i was like that doesn't make any fucking sense um but then when you actually think about it it makes plenty of fucking sense uh the nintendo switch the seventh best-selling console of all time had a, it has sold 89 million units on its way to 90 probably going to happen within the next six months especially with the oled switch releasing uh 89 89 million fucking units huh seventh best-selling console of all time and it's obviously going to get higher and higher because the switch is not showing any signs of stopping currently so look at nintendo just fucking stacks on stacks on stacks money go burr that's wild. That is wild, wild. And then, of course, of course we have more news out of Activision and Blizzard. Well, in the wake of all this, um, it's actually hit the Overwatch League as well. And key advertisers are, um, as they put it, reevaluating their relationship in the wake of the lawsuit. Um... Uh, from the Washington Post, Coca-Cola and State Farm um, are two of the seven sponsors for for the Overwatch League, and they're, they have uh, this is what State Farm said: "Quote, reevaluating our limited marketing relationship with the Overwatch League." Unquote. Um, they don't want any of their ads running um, on the current matches, both last weekend and any upcoming. And Coca-Cola said, "Quote." Aware of the allegations surrounding Activision Blizzard, working with our partners at Blizzard as we take a step back for a moment to revisit future plans and programs. Ooh, that's a little crazy. Um, T-Mobile has allegedly pulled their branding from the Overwatch League as well, um, but they have yet to make a comment. I guess, this again, this is all in relation to the uh, recent lawsuit brought against Activision Blizzard by the state of California in regards to years of, of sexual harassment and um, toxic work environments and, and a whole lot of other things. Um, even following the SOC and investment group, uh, they're also shareholders of Activision Blizzard, uh, they have even come out and criticized how uh, the company responded to the lawsuit allegations. Um, so the SOC, uh, put out a letter that they essentially said, quote, um, inadequate, unquote, in terms of the, of Activision's first response. Uh, they also went on to say that, quote, Bobby Kotick's statement was improved tone and increased detail. Um, however, it did not go nearly far enough to address the deep and widespread issues with equity, inclusion, and human capital management, unquote. Uh, they've asked, uh, they've called on the company to add a woman director by the end of this year. 
Um, they want a commitment to gender balance on the board by 2025. Uh, they want bonuses to be taken back um, from those who were enablers, essentially. Um, they also said that they agree with the ABK Workers Alliance in rejecting Activision Blizzard's Choice Institute law from William Wilmer Hale. So ABK Workers Alliance, I think, is um, those workers that signed that, that letter. Um, they went on to say that, quote, This firm has a sterling reputation as a defender of the wealthy and connected, but it has no track record of uncovering wrongdoing. The lead investigator does not have in-depth experience investigating workplace harassment and abuse, and the scope of the investigation fails to address the full range of equity issues Mr. Kodak acknowledges, unquote. Um, they claim to be a, an investment group that says, quote, hold corporations and their leadership accountable for irresponsible and unethical corporate behavior and excessive executive pay, reflecting the long-term long interests of workers and their families invested in union pension funds, unquote. Um, so they're, they're an investment group that pretty much hold people's pensions. Um, they've also criticized EA in the past. We'll see if, if this... Um, causes anything to happen with Activision Blizzard, who continues to face increased fallout. Meanwhile, the company continues on, um, and soldiers on. Uh, they're, don't expect, um, don't expect the Overwatch League to take a, to take a hiatus, even though Overwatch 2 is coming. Um, and other rumors were swirling in regards to other things in regards to the Overwatch League. But that is not um, that is not coming uh, anytime soon. Um, but you know, just keep in mind of everything. And I, I recently saw why some developers aren't calling for a, a boycott, and it's mostly like gamers themselves, because like developers want their games to succeed, and boycotts usually tend to not help the developers, the people that are going to be impacted the most. So while I understand some some boycotts, um, some might not necessarily be beneficial to the cause. I don't play that many Activision Blizzard games to begin with, so I I'm I'm okay. I don't really have a desire to play Call of Duty right now. I'm trying to beat other games and kind of over Warzone in general, and I haven't really played Warzone in months to begin with. Um, I do need to finish Crash 4, though. So, But that game, it's not like that's a game as a service where I'm just dumping money in. So I think I, I can be okay playing Crash and not hurting the cause. But you do whatever you feel is necessary to get the point across. I agree with most of these people, and like shit needs to change at Activision. Shit needs to change across the board in the gaming industry. It is very toxic especially for women and we we clearly need to fucking do something about it 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 just we're gonna be talking about this for a while i'll tell you that right now it's not going away it is not going away um and speaking of 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 upset gamers let's move over to pokemon go Niantic is facing uh, quite a bit of backlash for kind of going back to how Pokemon Go was before last year. Uh, they're, they're rolling back a lot of the, the updates and changes they made. And 
you know, I, I get it. A lot of people got used to that. They're still going out and, and doing stuff, but um, they've essentially extended the, the range feature for Pokestop Interactions. Um, they're going to, like, dial back on, on remote raid passes. Um, however, Niantic has said they will now form a new committee that will consult with the community, um, and they'll, they'll have a better response in September. Um, again, people, people have been upset over the, the rollback cause I mean, the pandemic hasn't fully ended every, <laughs> everywhere. And, uh, it's, it's, was the interactions distance was 80 meters. It's going back to 40 meters. Um, they said, quote, they want people to quote people to connect to real places in the real world and go and visit and to visit places that are worth exploring unquote. I get that. But at the same time, um, they said they have heard the community loud and clear. And they said, quote, we are assembling an internal cross-functional team to develop proposals designed to preserve our mission of inspiring people to explore the world together while also addressing specific concerns that have been raised regarding interaction distance. They also said, quote, we will also be reaching out to community leaders in the coming days to join us in this dialogue, unquote. So it uh, looks like we'll, we'll know more next month. And we'll we'll find out if if uh, all these planned rollback changes are going to happen. And in more wild news, Epic uh, has claimed Google wanted to buy them, uh, and it was a way more to squelch quote unquote their uh, Epic trying to, you know, go around the, the Android Play Store and its rules. Because remember, that that's a whole big fight that's still going on. Um, this is from The Verge. Um, and Epic says, quote, Google's persistent monopoly is the result of a deliberate efforts by Google to achieve and maintain it. Its size, influence, power, and money to induce third parties into anti-competitive agreements that further entrench its monopolies, unquote. Um... You know, because they, they take money from people on, on the, the Google Play Store. They also went on to say, quote, has even contemplated buying somewhere all of Epic to squelch this threat, unquote. Now, we don't know all the truth of this, um, but but CEO of Epic, Tim Sweeney, said, quote, this, is, this was unbeknownst to us at the time, and because of the court's protective order, we're just finding out now about Google's consideration of buying Epic to shut down our efforts to compete with Google Play, unquote. Um, that's a little crazy. And it goes on and on. But this is all because Epic wanted to launch Fortnite and not pay Google anything, right? And I get that. I get that. But you can't always go into a store and not expect the store to want to make some kind of money off of your product in their wheelhouse, right? If you're using an Android or an Apple phone and, you know, you're using their iOS, their stuff, you know, they want some kind of r r r money back, right, for the development of that stuff. And they get that money through advertisements and, of course, through, uh, you know, taking a percentage off of games on the App Store, on the Google Play Store. Epic was trying to com completely circumvent that, which, you know, I get Google. They're wanting to bank on the billions of dollars that Epic's making. And Epic, on the other hand, is, like, being a little greedy themselves. 
Of course, it's two big babies fighting over something. But it would have been funny. It would it would have been hilarious if Google was able to buy Epic. It really would have. I just, I um, that's hilarious. Um, and then, uh, so Xbox has announced that they will have a presentation at Gamescom, but they did say they will not be showing off anything that hasn't been previously announced. Granted, they can say that and still announce new stuff. Uh, and then. Uh, be on the lookout. Both Xbox and Nintendo had indie game showcases this week. Um, so if you guys want to check out some awesome indie games, uh, the Nintendo one was today. The Xbox one was yesterday. Uh, even announced that Stardew Valley is coming to Game Pass on Xbox. So that that is a um, that is happening as well. But uh, that is going to be on the twenty fourth uh, during Gamescom in about two weeks. Um, speaking of Xbox, we also, uh, the, the team at, um, Playground Games released the map, the full map for Forza Horizon 5. It is enormous. And when I say enormous, it is freaking enormous. It's huge. It looks like the, um, I can't spell Forza today. It, it looks like it's their biggest map, right? I am literally, literally shocked at, at how big, um, at how big this map is. Oh, and the supers in it. That is amazing. But I, I'm not kidding when I say it's a giant map. And I cannot wait to hop into Mexico's deserts and jungles and beaches later this year. When Forza Horizon 5 launches, it's going to be a gorgeous game. It's going to be a beautiful game. That is that is most definite. Um, so, um, Diablo 2 Resurrected, uh, the remaster of Diablo 2, speak, speaking of Activision, and if um, people are going to boycott, um, they have announced that... Uh, there is going to be an open beta, and it actually starts on Friday the 13th, and it will run through the 20th, and uh, you can go and sign up now. But at the same time, uh, it looks like Diablo 2 Resurrected is dropping TCP slash IP uh, support. Uh, that is a multiplayer feature that allowed players to play with others using a peer-to-peer -peer connection. Um, so it looks like you will be required... To use their servers. It says quote. Uh, from from the FAC. From Blizzard. It says quote. TCP slash IP support will not be available. In the upcoming beta or the final game. After careful deliberation. We will no longer be supporting this option. As we identified potential security risks. And are committed to safeguarding the player experience. I can get that. Uh, I get that. I wonder. So it's not going to work with LAN connections either. Um. The speedrunning community is pissed more than anything. Um, interesting. Ah, that's why people say it's about revenue stream. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, Blizzard gets more and more greedy as time goes on. Um, yeah. Anyway, moving forward. So... This week, 
a uh, open world Transformers game was announced to have been uh, in the works, I guess. But uh, Jason Biscoff, uh, he was the director of global consumer products at Saban Brands, who used to control Power Rangers. Uh, he revealed a pitch and concept art for a uh, a Power Rangers game that just it never happened. Um, it was an open world game called Project Nomad. It was AAA. Uh, and they said it was a lot like Bar Batman Arkham, uh, Arkham Rangers style game. Oh, Batman Arkham game, open world style, but Power Rangers. And uh, he said, quote, he said this on Twitter, quote, the energy, teamwork, and history of the Power Rangers franchise through a fresh lens. He also said, quote, basically Arkham Rangers or Gotham Knights five years before Gotham Knights announcement, unquote. Um, he also said, quote, sadly, with so much circulating through the studio at the time, there was no bandwidth or budget to support. What I did have, however, was an invaluable blessing to independently explore and explore I did, unquote. Um, he did go on to show some of the... Um, some of the, the, the stuff. There's a lot of things he's, he said. He, he said that he'll share more in time. Hopefully, maybe we can get it finally off the ground with Hasbro. But honestly, this concept art is amazing. And it features like all the history of the Rangers. And it also makes me wish that this is what the movie looked like. Like the movie that came out a couple years ago. Because the Zords in this game look freaking amazing. And the uh, like Goldar looks amazing. The, the Rangers outfits look amazing. Alpha 5 looks amazing. A and I it's like, whoa, whoa, how come they didn't like how come they didn't like do this in 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 the movie? Because like I said, the Zords for this while while they don't look anything like the original, right? They they still look friggin' awesome. And they're very sleek and modern and they had a couple different designs. But it, it just overall, they showed off weapons. Overall, this looked like friggin' great. And I'm, I'm like upset that it didn't, it didn't come out because, oh man, it, it was, this is amazing looking. And even Tommy, the Green Ranger looks like great. And they even have Zeo Rangers and, and stuff. I just, I love what the Zords look like. And of all things, just because I like, I hated what the Zords looked like in the new, in the new movie. I don't know what it was. I just, I did not care for them at all. But they were too alien, I think. But I wish that's a game that came out and hopefully it, it brings up and maybe Hasbro can build off that and, and explore from there. But moving on, uh, Dr. Disrespect has announced he is forming a game studio. And he's going to be forming it with other uh, streamers and influencers, I guess, to make a dream game. And and, and this isn't something crazy. Because he, uh, also known as Guy Beam, uh, he is a former game developer who actually began streaming. So he does have experience in the industry. So it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibilities and capabilities. Not just some crazy influencers pipe dream right this is an actual person who has experience looking to to form the studio uh with a co-head he's looking for a uh, head of, or a studio head right now 
uh, so they can co-found it and and kind of lead it the project forward. We'll we'll see if that uh, if that actually goes anywhere. And then uh, the the Call of Duty League is looking to get started up again. And uh, if you plan on going, they are requiring proof of vaccination. Uh, so it's the first major gaming tournament to do so. Uh, it will take place in California. And it real, will require proof of vaccination if you wish to attend. And surprisingly, that is it for gaming this week. Um, quite a bit of other stuff. A couple game delays, not important. A couple delays of like mini consoles and shit, again, not important. So I, I just want to keep rolling forward here. Rolling forward with, with what we got going on. Let's go back to South Park, shall we? So, uh, earlier I now, uh, we were talking about South Park developing their own new game in-house. Well, that is part of a new 900 plus, yes, 900 plus, almost a billion dollar deal, 900 plus million dollar deal that Matt Stone and Trey Parker signed with CBS Viacom for a new deal that will see the show renewed through at least uh, 2027 uh, for its 30th anniversary um, and several more seasons of the show. Um, as well as 14 movies to premiere exclusively on Paramount+, Plus, two of which will be coming this year. Yes, you heard that right. Several more seasons of South Park, as well as 14 movies to air on Paramount+. Plus. $900 plus million for South Park Studios, Matt Parker, and Trey Stone. And I don't even watch the show. I watch it sometimes. I just... Uh, come on, man. No, man. I sorry, Cartman. I just not not. I don't know. Sometimes it's fun. Sometimes it's not. <laughs> I just wow, dude. Wow, that is wild. That is a wild announcement. Uh, also, last week we learned that the Bad Batch will be getting a season two next year. No surprise there. Is a uh, the season finale is Friday, and last week we'll talk about last week's in a second. Last week's blew the door open on some things. Um, but I'm happy Bad Batch is getting a season two. I hope it doesn't have that much filler. That 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 is my my hope that there are not too many filler episodes. Um, granted, w- hopes don't always become reality. Um, Stranger Things also put out its first like real trailer for season four, and while we don't have an exact date, it does say 2022. Um, so hopefully it will be earlier in the year. I mean, they are focused on, they do tend to be around holidays, but, but we don't know when, of course, it will happen. It looks like they have finished filming, and it uh, looks like we're going to get more more 11-focused storylines um, where she's not always necessarily with the rest of the group. So it will be fun to see that, and government shenanigans are back, as well as Hopper going through the gulag with a flamethrower. Who knows what that means, but... Hopefully good. Uh, we also have a casting announcement for Netflix's um, Adam's Family spinoff show that is being directed by Tim Burton. Uh, Luis Guzman and Catherine Zeta-Jones will be joining as the matriarch and patriarch of the family, Gomez and Morticia Adams. And that show, I think, is expected to start filming soon for release next year. Catherine Zeta-Jones is Morticia. I dig it. And Luis Guzman as as Gomez, I I can see that I see that I can see that happening. That'd be funny. 
That'll be very funny. And then Rick and Morty is taking a bit of a break. Um, season 5 will conclude on September 5th with a one hour long season finale. Uh, season 5 will con- conclude in a one hour episode uh, on September 5th. Um, and hopefully we won't have to wait long for season 6. Um, Funimation has completed its buyout or merger of Crunchyroll for $1.2 billion. Crunchyroll, of course, is the streaming platform for all things anime. And Funimation, of course, is known that uh, for making or bringing a lot of classic anime to the U.S., including Dragon Ball Z. Uh, We also have our new host for Jeopardy. Uh, Mike Richards, the producer of Jeopardy, will host the syndicated version of the show. And Mayim Bialik of Blossom and um, uh, uh, the Big Bang Theory show uh, will host, like, the special editions and, like, the major primetime episodes uh, moving forward. No LeVar Burton, so, uh, wow. I wonder how long both of them will last. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and then in, in another major blow to the live-action Powerpuff show that was going to... Powerpuff Girls show that was going to be on the CW. Uh, it has lost its its main star. Chloe Bennett of uh, Marvel, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s fame has uh, left the show, citing um, uh, uh, scheduling conflicts. She, of course, was going to be playing Blossom in the show. Uh, and the show, of course... Filmed a pilot that apparently the CW didn't like and asked them to go back and refilm it. So, because of that, she could not fully commit any longer, I guess, and uh, has left the show. Um, The other two actresses involved signed on to play uh, Bubbles and um, Buttercup are still attached, though. So, we'll see if that show actually ever comes to air. And then, um, in news that dropped today... Uh, it, it looks like Disney may be looking to cast a live-action Sabine Wren for the Ahsoka show. Now, this isn't fully confirmed or anything like that, but but are we surprised? Uh, it, it's been heavily hinted at that the Ahsoka show might tie into Rebels. I mean, she was looking for Thrawn in The Mandalorian. It, it only makes sense for Sabine, Sabine Wren to show up, especially now that, that, um, um, oh man, what, I can't think of her name, was, oh, Bo-Katan was in, was in season two of The Mandalorian, so it, it only makes sense at this point, I'm not shocked at all, and then, uh, James Gunn, of course, he's been doing press and stuff for, for, uh, uh The Suicide Squad, uh, someone asked him if he'd ever make like a show for for Marvel, um, considering he's making a, a DC show, you know, the Peacemaker, and he said he would love to do a uh, he would love to do a show about the Ravagers, um, you know, set from from the Guardians of the Galaxy films. That is uh, something that he would definitely do if given the opportunity. Um, so, all right, Kevin Feige, there you go. Let's do a Ravagers show in the future. Uh, that's mostly it for TV. I do want to just review a couple things. Uh, the Bad Batch. Okay, the Empire went there. They just straight up destroyed Topoka City of Kamino. And then we also learned that Kamino has, like, giant underwater, like, tube 
traversal systems. And either all the clones were wiped out or sent somewhere else to live a life of shitty solitude. Uh, and it looks like the inhibitor chips are becoming more and more of a question. As it turns out, Crosshair had his removed and is just being a good loyal soldier to the Empire and more pissed at the rest of the Bad Batch for abandoning him. Which is pretty friggin' wild to take into consideration for a lot of these things. I cannot wait to see how they end this season. That That's going to be a major thing. That is going to might blow up the cannon in a major way. They've been doing that a lot lately. And then Rick and Morty was a great episode this week. It, it explores the friendship of, of Rick and Bird Person and, like, makes a lot of, like, psychological... Uh, looks deeply into some psychological things and... I, I just, it was very interesting to watch, right? And what you would do for your friends and how you'd approach certain situations. And like, do you still do things for yourself or do you still do things for them? And, and Rick and Morty does not shy away from having deep, making you think deeply about like life and, and relationships and friends and family and things like that. It, it's just, it, it, it wants to explore those things and it does so in a way that it's not talking down at you, but it's also not mocking your stupidity either. And and that is one of the great things I love about that show. Except for its toxic fan base. <laughs> um, that's it for TV. Let's, uh, let's just quickly wrap up here with movies. Uh, Quentin Tarantino, apparently someone asked him about something, and I don't even know, but he said if he ever remade Ram- Rambo First Blood, he would cast Adam Driver at as John Rambo. And I, I like, I mean, I know he's stacked and I know he's like a former Marine. So logically it makes sense, but I don't think we're ever getting a Rambo reboot, at least not anytime soon, considering the most recent one was out very recently. Um, but uh, that'd be interesting to see if it if it ever did, um, if it ever did come out though. That would be interesting for sure. We'll we'll see though. We'll see what happens. Um, Walter Hamada, who is the head of of Warner Brothers, says that uh, James Gunn is not playing in in with DC. Uh, James Gunn kind of confirmed this, not totally, but I mean he said. Guardians 3 will probably be his last Guardians film. He didn't say never. Um, and granted, he could always come back and do another Marvel film. But it looks like DC is going to keep him around for a little bit longer uh, as as he is. And he also said he's willing to... He's not done with DC villains. Like, he'd be open to playing in what he called the villain-verse some more. Whether it be a show, a movie. Uh, so we'll see what comes from James Gunn in the future. I'm sure he'll take some time off, though. Um... And we'll see where that goes. And speaking of uh, uh, superhero movies, Chronicle, a great movie that came out a couple years ago. It was like a found footage film. Michael B. Jordan, Dane DeHaan. I think it was directed by Josh Trank. Um, Miles Teller is in it too, I think. Great movie though. Great like alternative superhero movie, right? Where they, they get powers from like a meteor. Like obviously what would a teenager do if they magically got superpowers and one becomes evil, one gets like OP and 
dies essentially spoilers for you know a movie that's like 10 years old um but it, it it's a oh wow this movie's gonna be yeah movie's gonna be 10 years old okay josh trank that's right um yeah dane dehan oh alex russell not michael b um oh no shit that guy's in swat okay um and anyway it's uh it definitely it's a definitely interesting movie if you've never seen it and i personally like it a lot it like i said it's like a found um it's like a found footage movie and obviously it got Josh Trank the Fantastic 4 movie even though that movie was terrible but it's just it it it's exactly the type of film that you expect and it's it's like it, it's not dystopian, but it like it 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 reflects real situations more than anything. And I personally like it a lot. If you've never seen it, you should definitely check it out. Um, it is a great movie. Michael B is in it, and he's he's actually really good in it. And um, Dane DeHaan is is great in it as well. Uh, so it's it's very interesting to see. Um, you know, how it, how it plays out and how it kind of, you know, it, it's just a great film that you, it, it subverts your expectations, right? That, that's what's the best about it is it, it's not what you expect to see and that's why it's great, but it is getting a sequel. Um, it will have a female lead. Uh, and that is currently being worked on. It doesn't sound like Josh Trank is involved in it, though. Um, I don't know. Ryan Reynolds was being interviewed, and he said there is a 70% chance that Deadpool 3 starts filming next year. Um, and he is excited to, to take on the role again, and, and he likes he's excited for what, what, what's in store and, and how it will play out. Um, and he'll do it if, if it's its own little pocket thing or if it gets into the main MCU, but... A 70% chance that it, it is going to be filming next year. Um, I'm trying to hope to go see Free Guy this weekend because it looks hilarious. It's getting good reviews. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. And uh, one of my favorite comedians, Sebastian Maniscalco, uh, was recently on Burt Kreischer's podcast, another great comedian, Burt Kreischer. And he let it be known that he has been cast... In the upcoming Super Mario Brothers film from Illumination. And I guess he's going to be playing a, a character that is like old school in Mario Land. He's playing uh, Mario's boss. Or the Mario Brothers boss. Um, who is in some old Nintendo games. But he, he will be in the film uh, voicing a character. And then... Um, let me see. Speaking, sticking with video game movies, Idris Elba has joined the cast of the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 film as Knuckles the Echidna. Yeah, you heard that right. Idris Elba will be voicing Knuckles in the Sonic the Hedgehog sequel. Oh man, I just can't wait to watch him chew up that movie. It'll be great. Uh, Bam Margera has announced that he is suing both Paramount and Johnny Knoxville over being fired from Jackass 4, which is nearing its release. Uh, I don't see that going forward, unfortunately. Oh, bam, how far you fallen, my friend. But 
Uh, Taika has finished his uh, Star Wars script and he says, quote, feels very me. I don't know what that means, but I'm very excited to see how that plays out as a Star Wars film. I think Taika will do well. And I, I think that will be his next film after Thor Love and Thunder. Uh, so we'll see what happens there. And then uh, the director of Mor- Mo- Morbius, the Living Vampire, or whatever that fucking movie is called, like may have let slip that Tom Hardy has a cameo as Venom in in the film. Thus, like somewhat confirming that it's in Sony's little pocket Spider-Man universe. But at the same time, Michael Keaton is in it, um, possibly reprising his role from Spider-Man Far From Home as the Vulture, Adrian Toomes. Uh, and then Tom Hardy said he would do like literally anything to share a scene or something with with Tom Tom uh, Tom Holland as Spider-Man. The two Toms, the two THs, both have the same initials. That's funny. Um, but we'll we'll see if that is true or comes to fruition ever. And as we come to the end here, I do want to talk about the Suicide Squad. Somehow it only made $27 million this past weekend. Um, granted, it was available on HBO Max. We don't know the official viewership numbers um, on HBO Max. I think, I think those came out. Um, and, and of course... You know, the Delta is rising, so a lot of people might be, um, you know, a lot of people might be kind of less enthusiastic to go out. Um, and it was only viewed by 2.8 million people on HBO Max. Oh, maybe that's not good. Uh, it's down 26% for Mortal Kombat. Granted, I think more of those people might have gone to see it in the theater, but. I wonder I wonder how that's going to be how that's going to work for the movie. Um I hope cuz it, it's great and I I'm hoping word of mouth will uh propel um the Suicide Squad. Again, it's a rated R film. It is a hard R. It is a hard fucking R movie. Like there is blood and gore right away more like way more than you expect but it's also like typical james gunn if you've seen his other films like slither right but the suicide squad so spoilers from here on out is fucking great i loved it it is hilarious i saw a comment someone's like oh but all the snyder bros hate it like that's not true i know a lot of people that like the snyder cut and the snyderverse and very much enjoyed the suicide squad it kills off characters I did not expect them to kill off. R.I.P. Boomerang, my boy. R.I.P. Rick Flag. Yeah, I'm going to just drop that out there right now. So, if you guys haven't seen it, I'm sorry. But major spoilers. Um, that I was not expecting. The whole team in the beginning gets wiped out pretty much right away, except for Flag and Harley. Harley is great. Margot Robbie is great as Harley, as always. Um, it's sad that she wants to take a break from her for a bit, but I, I get that too. And hopefully she's not done playing Harley, but Idris Elba as, as, as Bloodsport, again, a great replacement for Will Smith's Deadshot. And the, the characters are so well written and just James Gunn knows what he's doing, right? 
John Cena as Peacemaker. There's so many fun jokes. And I cannot wait to see him as Peacemaker in the TV show. Because I he's honestly one of the best characters in the movie. Uh, King Shark is the best. Uh, Polka Dot Man surprisingly steals steals the show in a lot of places. And it's just... Starro, man. <laughs> Seeing Starro. Uh, for a portion of the end of the movie, I just felt like just the Suicide Squad would just get screwed. And like like Superman, without really showing Superman, would just come in, kick Starro's ass, and then fly off again. But obviously, they, they let Harley and, and Bloodsport win the day. Uh, like I said, King Shark is amazing. Uh, Diana Melchior as Ratcatcher 2... Totally, like, unexpected to be such a great character in, like, a character that people would enjoy. Especially with our little rat Sebastian, who waves at people. Um, and and just, clearly there's a team you know that's going to get wiped out, and there's a team that you know that's going to survive, right? Like, there's people that that you know. There's there's two post credit scenes to, to watch out for. Um... There's a lot of, like, DC lore and stuff in there. And whoever first thought of casting um, Viola Davis as as um, Amanda Waller for the first fi- Suicide Squad film, that person needs to be, like, given a statue. Because Viola Davis, honestly, is the best representation of Amanda Waller I've seen in all DC properties. I'm, I'm talking about Justice League, Batman the Animated Series, Superman the Animated Series, all the DCAU animated films, like the, the anything. Viola Davis is hands down the best Amanda Waller I have seen on screen. She is, like, embodies what Amanda Waller is in the comics. And, and I know Oprah was up for the role originally, and I think Oprah would have killed it as well. But I I think that Viola Davis straight kills it, man. It's a fucking amazing, ruthless character. Ruthless character. Plays her well. Um, Idris, again, shines. Uh, but I, I still think John Cena's Peacemaker was was one of the best characters. They have a they have a fun little scene where they're trying to have the most impressive kills. And it's just it's a fun movie. It is a fun movie, even though it's a hard R. Do not take your kids if they're, like, adverse to gore. Um, or if you just don't want your kids seeing, like, graphic deaths on screen. Um, but but it, it it is a great fucking movie. And Harley, uh, Harley is perfect as ever. Um, solid 9 out of 10 for me, though. Solid 9 out of 10. It's one of the best movies of the year. And I... I love James Gunn, so it, it's it's a great great fucking movie, and um, yeah that that's uh, that's it for Nixner news this week, guys, and I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget, uh, I will be streaming or shoutcasting, I should say, for the the one hundred one esports league this Friday, uh, starting at six p.m. on their twitch.tv slash the one hundred one league. It will be a Super Smash Bros. Ultimate Tournament, yet again, for our Summer of Smash. On Saturday, uh, we will be doing Super Smash Melee uh, at panels 
coffee or comic book coffee bar. Uh, also going on at panels on Saturday is the Nevada Street Nerd Market. Uh, it is also free comic book day. It is at uh, 713 Mission Ave, Oceanside, California, right next to Mich- Mission Ave Barn Grill. Uh, it will be a free event. There's going to be 20 local vendors uh, Saturday, August 14th, 2021, the Nevada Street Nerd Market. And I will be there with the 101 Esports League uh, shoutcasting for uh, Super Smash Brothers Melee. And uh, make sure to check that out. Also, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, share, poke, play, prod, whatever you do uh, in your corner of the internet. Um, but also while you're in your corner of the internet, make sure to check out nixnerdnews.com where you can find our, uh, listen to the show right in your browser if you prefer, or if you want to take us on the go, you can find links to our Spotify, Google podcast and Apple podcast pages. You can like subscribe, listen to the show there, follow along. Also, while you're on our website, check out our social media tab where you can find our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter feeds. Uh, post a lot of fun memes for you guys to check out. Or if you prefer, follow N- Nick's Nerd News on your social media platform of choice. And with that, today is August 11th, Wednesday. And uh, I will catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>